Podcast I know with two intros. <laughs> Can never have too many. Level up. This is from Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Show neither about Shrooms or about Skyrim. Those are just the motherfucking parameters. I'm your host here on behalf of the Ball Coalition, Matthew the Ball Bambino. I'm joined by Hiram, the blockbuster guy busting on your block. And this episode is brought to you by Sandbar Coconut Grove, home of the fish taco. 3064 Grant Avenue, Miami, Florida, 33133. Motherfucking Taco Tuesdays, Whiskey, Whiskey Wednesdays, Wednesdays, Ladies Night Thursday. 30, 35 different beers on draft, 22 different screens, uh, flat screen TVs. Come by, watch the NBA playoffs right now. The start of the MLB season is on the way. Uh, good stuff going on in the Grove right now. We were We were actually there today. It's very lively, very beautiful for a Tuesday afternoon. It looked uh, pretty incredible with how many people were out. Yeah, uh, this episode comes out on Friday, but we record on Tuesday. We were there today for Taco Tuesday. It was. It was nice. I got the Baja tacos. Uh, what what what, the, what you get? You got the... Uh, blackened shrimp tacos. Blackened shrimp, solid. And uh, two steak tacos. So... Come on by. Come on down. Come on down to the prices right. So, what were you gonna say? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. I don't. I don't want to step on your toes. Because you always say, "Oh, you're cutting me off." So I don't want to cut you off. Go ahead, please. Are you mocking me right now? Me? No. Never. That's pretty fucking mean. I think I'm going to go cry. BRB. Oh, BRB. So, how's it going, big guy? Dude, I am fucking tired. <laughs> let, let me tell you, guys, me and Hiram, so Taco Tuesday, that wasn't the end of it. We went and watched uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Which was hilarious. Fucking awesome. Like we were both fucking dying laughing. <laughs> like right off the right off the break, the first scene of the movie made me laugh. Like right when the camera right when the picture started, I was already laughing. Uh it's a very, very good movie. Uh Matthew, what do you have to say about it? The uh, the show was it was peak Nicolas Cage. Like that's that's all you need to know, and that's all that matters. I it, it was, and Nicolas Cage was 
I mean, he was phenomenal. Nick, he was Nicolas Cage. Nick Cage. Well, he was Nick Cage. Nick no. Cage. No, he wasn't. He was Nick. Nick fucking cage. Ah, woo. <laughs> There was a couple of those in there. Uh, it was it, it, it was a really interesting. It, to me, it reminded me a lot of uh, never shit on yourself. <laughs> never shit on yourself. Don't do that. We're back, baby. But not like, not like we, we ever went, left. Not like we ever went anywhere. <laughs> uh, I, I think I, what I loved the most about the movie was how like it doesn't take itself so seriously. Right, and it's a film that kind of makes fun of Hollywood, kind of in the the same manner that Tropic yeah. Thunder does. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's and it's like good. just enough movie to move forward, and nothing else. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Pedro Pedro Pascal, <laughs> yeah, kills it, dude. Killed it. I mean, absolutely kills it. I mean, there that, are so like, many scenes. That's that's definitely like. Uh, the the romance of the year. Oh, oh my God! There's just so many. I, I want you know. It's one of those movies where you're like, will they even do a part two? Like, <laughs> it's 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 really good, really really good. Nicholas Cage, is, you know he. I, I spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, he plays two versions of himself in this movie, and he plays a younger version of himself, um, in the movie uh, Nikki, and. Th- those scenes tell him Nick Cage <laughs> smooches real good <laughs> after he makes out with no after like the younger version of himself grabs him by the head and makes out with him oh my god in his head in the middle of the restaurant the absurdity of like you know, that hand on the <laughs> but I mean how cool is Nicolas Cage that like he doesn't take the Nicolas Cage thing so seriously, you know? He's super fucking meta. <laughs> it's, it's It was, yes. It was a very meta movie. It was a very, very meta movie. You're correct about that. Uh, absolutely hilarious. Uh, just the two, Pedro Pascal and Nicolas Cage together on screen, together, all of their scenes were great. There wasn't a scene that I I didn't like uh at all i laughed throughout the entire movie and it was just it was just a fun comedy to watch you know what i'm saying like and it wasn't even all that actiony i thought there was going to be action in it there really wasn't all that i mean there there was but there wasn't you know what i'm saying like that wasn't like part of like that wasn't really part of the story the story was really more <laughs> these two guys Dude, hanging out. when he found like the wax figure of himself oh in the God. guy's secret shrine and he's like and he's, he's like, like what is this monstrosity no when he's when when pedro pascal says if i let you in this room this may change the dynamic of our friendship <laughs> then you walk into the room and it's a fucking shrine to nicholas cage with just all sorts of Nicolas Cage memorabilia everywhere, right? 
and then and then hit him with the grotesque. And then he's like, "How much did you pay for this?" Six grand. He's like six thousand dollars, <laughs> and he immediately says, "Nicholas Cage said, I'll give you twenty thousand for it." <laughs> he said, and then he says, "Some things aren't for sale." <laughs> Yo, I love when like Nicholas Cage was trying to get out of doing shit. And he's like, "No, like, he's like, no, like, I don't, I don't drive." He's like, "I don't, I don't drive." Uh, on LSD or whatever. <laughs> no, no. He goes, he goes. I'm not a very good driver. And then he's, and then the guy's like, and then he's like, no, like he's like, no. I saw the featurette for whatever film. <laughs> you did all your own stuff. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, like he's like, no, like you're a really good runner, you know, in the movie. <laughs> and he's like, no, you know, like that's the stunt department. He's like, no, I watched the featurette. Okay, you did your own stunts in that movie. And Nicholas Cage is like, okay, I'll go. And then he's like, well, if you're going to go, I'm going to go with you. So, oh, my God. Dude, when they were on LSD. That's that's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. That I mean. The interactions, it was. From the second You know what I liked the about car, it? The accuracy in the facial expressions. Yeah. From the second they got into the car till they had the scene at the, like, with the wall, Right. From that gap, I couldn't stop laughing. Like, yo, yo, we were dying. I we were dying. Couldn't stop laughing when they showed Pedro Pascal's face, and he was like this. <laughs> He's just fucking. Yo, yo, with yo, when, 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 when they were getting paranoid, and then uh, and then he was like, "Do the fake laugh," <laughs> <laughs> and he does it looking and, right. <laughs> And then he does it, he does it, and you see, like, just Nicholas, Nick Cage head, like, he's doing the laugh, and then Nick Cage is also looking around him, like, <laughs> what? what are they doing? <laughs> I'm telling you, that was, uh, that's the funniest movie I've seen in a long, long, long time. It's also time. the first movie I've watched sober in a movie theater <laughs> in, in a, a hot minute. In a long time. Look at you. Huh? Yeah, after... Uh, all those skating reviews about uh, the best movie ever made, everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, about how, uh, you know, so I figured, well, but uh, I will say, you know, talk about the movie theater experience that's uh, slowly destroying America. Oh, man. This is a downer part of like I didn't even really want to get into this, but this I, I is like so it, something we got. It's I guess supposed to enhance the movie, right? It does not enhance. The they movie got experience. they got the buttons in these new theaters. They got the buttons in the seat so you can order food and whatnot. But they got their process so mucked up that instead of enhancing the movie theater experience, it takes away from it. Because first of all, sometimes like if you get seated, like the when we saw the Batman, right? We didn't even press the button. The movie has started thirty seconds in, and then this guy comes out of nowhere, hovering, like trying to take like, orders and, and shit. And like and like, especially that movie got, where the you, opening scene is. You like got fifteen so... minutes of credits to do that, right? So the credits are going like today, like I hit the button, boom, took the order. Right. Because uh, we both got shakes. The shakes got brought to us, boom, cool. 
like an hour later. Yeah. Super, super random. Super random. Uh, chick pops in the theater. She like, I need your car to close the tab. Like in the middle of like the movie. In the, in the middle of dialogue that's happening. I'm yeah. trying to like watch and she's talking to me. She leaves. Okay. Takes your card. Does a thing. Leaves. And then comes back like 15 minutes later with a receipt. And interrupts the movie again. Here's the thing. I'll make a real simple for you. It's 2022. Because they already got, they don't provide menus. You got to, you know, you, you scan use, the QR yeah, code, right? Right. Just scan that shit and take it to the fucking website or the fucking app. You order that shit to the seat number you in. You can input all your card. There's no human interaction required other than bringing the food. Right. You order so-and-so food, uh, put it in the seat, and then... You put your all your all your card info in there, right? And it's uh by the bing, by the boom, it's done. It should be over. There, it, there's there's no interruptions required, right? Whatsoever. Now the or oh, go ahead. Because things like what they're trying to avoid is, you know, maybe they think someone's gonna pay for a ticket. So, uh, so they could uh, get a get a meal and skip out on it, right. right? Because movie theater food is so good, you're gonna go to great lengths to steal it. It's fucking terrible. In the first place, right? It's like a necessity. You want to eat there, Let's... so you don't. So you don't want people to leave early during the screening and skip it on their tab, right? If you got all this fucking food shit set up with buttons, just have whatever the fucking hostess station is set up between. It's uh, got to be done better, dude. It the theaters and the exit. It should have been done. It should, the payment should have been taken for the meal, the, the for the yo, shakes, the yo, second like we he, ordered Like them. he could have you order this? Yeah. Okay, boom. It's right this much. That's it. He had the, that's it. the shit to that's do it. the. That's it. That's, uh, it's as simple as that. It should have been done. Right then and there. And it wasn't. And it fucking ruined yet again. It didn't ruin. Okay. For me, with the Batman, it ruined the fucking Batman for me. It just it just threw me off my game. The fucking person was talking. I couldn't understand what was going on at the beginning of the movie. And, and then I wasn't just, I, you know, I gave the movie a seven. So I wasn't like a huge fan to begin with. But it, it set a bad tone for me starting to watch the Batman. And with it, this it's one, like, like the most random thing. And then, and in this case, there was, it was like a, it was like another like pivotal scene in the movie. Not pivotal. I mean, whatever. That's a fucking it's comedy. Like, what if I was watching something other than the massive burden of enormous talent? Right. What if we were watching the, the Northman, right? And she comes in like in the middle of like, you know, some Hamlet scene that, you know, I guess that's what the Northman's supposed to be is Hamlet. You know, I mean, like, it's just, it's it's a bad system the way that they have it set up. And they got to do something about it or fucking get rid of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all right, you got the bar. Cool. You know, like, it, or allow people to get up and get their own fucking drinks, dude. No, I don't, I don't want to do that. What are you talking about? I don't want to leave the movie. I know, but you can't get shit before you go into the movie is what I'm saying. Like, you got to order shit through the waitress. Oh, yeah, 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 Fuck that, dude. Get it when you fucking get there and then go sit the fuck down. You know, like, it's just, it's it's annoying. I found it very annoying. 
It's a goddamn disgrace is what it is. You said it, brother. You said it. But it's very intimate theater, and it was very nice. The theater itself was oh, very Oh, immaculate. Nice. And those fucking seats are... Mwah. Those fucking seats, bro. Oh, my God. I want, I want those in my house. That's what I want as my couch. Oh, yeah. Is I'm, those I'm seats. Like, just like a fucking L-shaped row of those seats <laughs> somehow. So, oh, oh wow. Sorry, I was, that was a big one. Holy crap. You okay, buddy? That was a wet one. Uh, so what do you give, what do you, what do you give the rating of the movie? Dude, I don't know. Fucking eight. I mean, I thoroughly enjoy myself. An eight? Yeah. Oh, that's low. That's high. It's eight. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go like 8.9 with that. Almost. That movie was almost an A. Like that movie was legit. Almost an A plus. I was never bored with the story at all. I, I was, I was thoroughly entertained. But between being entertained, I was also bored. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like, it was interesting, but it wasn't like... I could have done... It was cool. Ironically enough, for some reason, like, the scenes with Tiffany Haddish or whatever. Yeah. She like, was I cool. Could, her, I could have done with... Her, I, her and the guy from uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. That, that, that's not the dude from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, there's Barney. That's... Oh... Okay, I thought you meant the uh, her partner in the movie, no, who gets shot and like you never see it. It's very that was very strange. Apparently, his wife was fucking his dad, <laughs> or something like that. Great, that was very good. That's not entirely accurate. Um, so what 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 uh, what toys you got there on your desk there, buddy? Mm. Well, not we're yet. Not get, yet. We're, no, no, we're gonna we're gonna get to those later. Yeah, I got um. You got something? So I just watched the new season of Better Call Saul. Oh, uh, here we go. Let me tell you something. Tell me something. Breaking Bad. It's all is already a established classic. Yep. Masterwork. Yep. Now, when you get spinoffs, right? Uh huh. A lot of the times they don't measure up. Okay. Oh, not a lot of the times. Like it's a majority of the times, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's, or even if they're good, they're in the shadow of the original, right? Yeah. And also things that are prologues taking place before. Okay. The story that that set that whole thing up essentially. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not the easiest thing to do, to tell a compelling story mm-hmm. when there's already when the finish line's already set you know what this is going to right right and then like i think of star wars right do you remember i don't know if uh you read this their inspiration for so you know what's his face uh ben solo how his helmet broke yeah and they put it back together and it had, it had the gold cracks in it, and they got the inspiration. But yes, from, from the from the tea cups in China and stuff. That yeah, break. the way they fix it, and yeah. you know, they fix it like that it looks pretty. Yeah, I think that's kind of in the same spirit of how Star Wars backstories work, because it's not exactly seamless. Like it's still gonna come out like. You know, 
obviously I love Star Wars. Like it still looks really good, mm-hmm. but like you know where it stops and starts. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not to knock it, it's like going back like five decades. And then there's don't say it like that, dude. It's it's really four, and you don't have to say it like. Isn't that. it from the seventies? Yeah, that's not five decades, dude. Yeah, that's five. It's twenty twenty two. Yeah, but okay, okay, yeah, all right. I see what you're saying. It's not, but okay. So it's like technology changes. There's, you know, can, there's canonically, canonically, stamina, There's. You know, there's films happening in the Star Wars timeline that were like, you know, in this period, that were, you know. 30 years before this. And And then this film is happening before this. And after that, it's done this year. So, like, that's kind of in the same spirit of, like, how they repaired the Japanese bowls with the the go-la-cure. Yeah. Where it looks good. But, you know, it's not. Here's the thing with Better Call Saul. This is not some backstory, you know, just filling in the gaps. It, there's so much depth. So, first of all, it's a different show than Breaking Bad. You know, but it still has the same tone. And... I feel like that in and of, in and of itself is a feat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like because Saul was a totally he was a character marching to his own drum amongst all the you know Walter White and the cartel stuff. You know what I'm saying? He was you know that's the reason like that character got the show, right? But it's not like. You know, they have to show that this one tone and you spin off with this character and then you make this show that, you know, reflects that character's tone. It's a whole different genre. Right. You still, it still feels like that same Albuquerque setting. (laughs) And the storytelling is so fucking nuanced. Is it uh, is it is it the same similar st- st- style of storytelling as Breaking Bad? In in in, in what regard? Do you know how like Breaking Bad kind of like one of the good things that Breaking Bad uh, I that I liked was like the the setup shots, like for instance the pizza on top of the roof, or them just staring at a pile of money, right? Like there's like. Or this like real iconic shots. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they got that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And and like in some regards, bet. So this is the fifth season, and there's so much legwork being done because at first you just kind of like you don't know the starting point between where this is starting and like until it gets to the breaking bad timeline. Right. Like you don't know how far back. Okay. So you have like no idea. The first thing so going all the way back to season one, the first thing about it is you start present day when he's um 
uh, disappear with the vacuum guy, new passport. Right. He's working at the fucking Cinnabon. It's in black and white. And then you go back to where the story starts. And right off the bat, it's shit you had no idea to expect. You know, he's not Saul Goodman. He's really Jimmy McGill. Right. And it starts so far back and so far removed. So, like, first of all, that contrast between present day, post Breaking Bad, right, and then pre breaking pre Breaking Bad, before any of that's not even who that character is in Breaking Bad essentially yet. This guy hasn't even really been formed at this point, right? You're you're getting the formation of what will become Saul Goodman. And then it, it, I, I think I want to say it wasn't even until season two when you see where the name came from, when, right. uh, when he's pulling um, what's that shit called? I don't know. I haven't watched the show. Uh, goddamn! I hate when I can't think of a word. When, when, when basically he's scamming people with like. You know, like fake watches and shit, and like he has a partner. He's running scams. Uh, I don't know what you're what you're referring to. What's the word? Counterfeit? No, 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 no. Grifting. Grifting. That's the word. I couldn't think of it. I knew there was a community episode where they had a grifter professor teach <laughs> grifting. grifting. That's all another thing. Yeah, he's basically like a grifter, right? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like his catchphrase in certain situations where you hear it for the first time. Like, they don't, it's not in the first handful. I'm pretty sure it was not until season two where he's like, Saul Goodman. Or no, he doesn't. He says, Saul Goodman. Uh. And then when you hear that after, like, you kind of, like, wading into this Jimmy McGill world mm-hmm. that has no familiar elements. And then he says, it's all good, man. It's all good, man. And then you're like, it was such a cool moment where it's like, it makes me think like fucking a decade ago or whatever, when they're first, like before they even start filming, when they're just writing this show right? and they made this character and called him Saul Goodman. I, you, there, there, that clearly can't be what the original backstory for the guy was, right? They had to create that afterwards, right? After they decided that he was going to get his own spinoff, essentially, right? I, by the way, or oh, like, no, it was or like, or like Or, like, maybe they had, like, a personal experience, and they already had, like, Saul Goodman in mind. I mean, you know, Bob Odenkirk is but also a yeah, fucking genius, you know, so he probably had something to say in that. That's such, like, it's really patient storytelling. It's really layered, and it really pays off. So this was the last season that just came out? Uh Uh-uh. But I can tell based on recent events, it's the penultimate season. Oh, yeah. There's only five episodes. No, it's ten. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, five seasons. No, penultimate Right, so this is episode. This is season four. No, it's season five. I'm saying season six will be the last season. No, there's no more seasons after this last season. No, there has to be. No, I'm pretty sure that there's going to be no I'm more. I'm telling you, narratively, there's one more season. 
because they're not I'm, at the Breaking Bad timeline yet. I'm almost. Then you're what? Well, are you watching it on Netflix? I watched all of it already on Netflix. Yeah, and they're only up to season four. Season five, ten episodes. I'm caught up. Um, there's look for. There's okay. no way it doesn't get renewed because it's not doing well. Because it's got the numbers. I've seen it. It's like always like ranked. You know, one of the most watched things on Netflix. You know, Netflix shows the yeah, little shit. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. No, I get that. No, I'm telling you, narratively, oh, it's you're right. not. It's at, gonna be six. I know I'm fucking right. Oh, yeah, you're right. Six. Never fucking question me. Okay. I'm telling you, right. narratively, I know where it's fucking at. There's good. I could see it's gonna be one more season. I see exactly where they're at now. Well. That's negative. You know, I mean, what's negative? You're just your attitude towards me is negative <laughs> in general. <laughs> you know, that's. I mean, I I thought that there was only going to be five seasons because I thought it was going to be like Breaking Bad. My bad. You know, Breaking Bad only had five seasons. I believe Breaking Bad only had five seasons too. Well, though, I mean, I they know. also had like way more episodes of seasons. No, they uh, have more seasons than five. I think. I think maybe six was the most. But but also uh, what better call Saul? Five for Breaking Bad. Cause the Jimmy McGill part of things in the beginning, it's not the most exciting thing. Here's the thing about Better Call Saul. There's this tension in the air, but it doesn't come from what's about to happen. It comes from you don't know what the fuck is going to happen at all. Right. Anytime. Like, you don't know who's going to do what. Like, these are some really complex characters. And the starting point of Jimmy McGill, like, it's not that fucking exciting. And some of it is really offbeat. Mm -hmm. Some of it's really fucking mundane. Yeah. Is kind of sad and depressing. Yeah, that's Breaking Bad was like that too. But it's just so goddamn compelling, man. And then what really started to make Better Call Saul special is when they started fleshing out uh, the other characters. Because in Breaking Bad, you have these... Uh, you know, you have this landscape. And the players in the game are already at play, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Mike is working for Gus Fring. Right. Nacho's running things for Tuco. Right. Better Call Saul takes you to these characters pre-Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And then really gets into the nitty gritty with them. And it's different from just like connecting dots. Um, is Bill Burr's character in this? No. No. But uh, Lavelle Crawford. Is? Yeah. Him, him and Saul uh, get pretty tight. Uh, okay. Dude, Better Call Saul was fucking phenomenal. Uh, it's 
dark. Ooh. It's a dark humor, pretty offbeat. Uh, probably not for everybody, but really great storytelling. And I would say at this point, it stands on its own. It's out of Breaking Bad Shadow. Okay. It's really good. That's good. I mean, I I have a lot of like respect. Breaking Bad is still Breaking Bad. Right. But Better Call Saul is its own thing and it's equally as good as it's as uh, it's a contemporary to Breaking Bad. Like they're, you know, they're both extreme. Better Call Saul ain't no slacker. I'll tell you that right now. No yeah. slacker. Um, it fucking hats off to damn, what's his name? I want to say Aaron or the the creator of Chris Bo Carter Sears. is the creator of Breaking Bad. I don't know if he's the same guy that did Better Call Saul. That doesn't sound familiar at all. Chris Carter is the only reason why I know that is because the guy that created Breaking Bad is also the guy that created the X Files, and the guy that created the X Files is Chris Carter. Vince Gilligan. Vince Gilligan. I know. I knew it was no goddamn Chris Carter. Hold on one second. And who created who created Breaking Bad? Then am I wrong? I thought Chris Carter created Breaking Bad. Dude, like, what's going on with you today? What are you talking about? Like, maybe you should have taken a nap too, cause cause you are just you are just striking now left and right. Oh, it was okay, okay. Chris Carter also created. You know what? For the rest of the episode. What do you do? Call, call me daddy. Listen, let me first of all, don't fucking interrupt me again while I'm talking. Okay? Let's start there. All right? Don't speak to your father that all way, right? son. Put some, let me tell you something. You better put some respect <laughs> on my name or you're going to fucking find out <laughs> like Chris Rock did what happens. All right? Yeah, that's right. You see, all of a sudden, you're not talking no more. You know what's up. <laughs> all right? Put some respect on my name. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Did that sound more like Al Pacino, though, right? Say it like Christopher Walken. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Let's see. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. No. <laughs> Keep my wife's name. No. <laughs> I just made Christopher Walken like Russian. <laughs> Keep my wife's name or Borat. <laughs> and keep my wife's name out of your mouth. In Borat's case, he'd probably want it. Well, no, let's just leave it. Well, fucking. Um, dude, have you started? You haven't started any new sci fi shit, right? No, I literally just finished Better Call Saul. Uh, um, and you're caught up on Moon Knight. Yeah, I like I like Moon Knight. It started out really strong, super strong, and it's had some really cool moments. And I like it, but I don't love it. It's good. It's not great. A lot of cool things have happened, but. They don't really happen coherently. There, there's just something off about the show. There's, I don't want to say it's sloppy, 
but there's some questionable plot devices. I I what like see here's the thing. And I, it, like I it, agree it's, with it's that. starting to the show solid, but this stuff, these details are starting to erode the solidness, and it's I'm starting to get distracted by it. Well, I like what they did at the end of the last episode. Him waking up in a mental institution after getting shot, yeah, like was cool. Yeah, like like I I, I was like okay. Uh, but again, like almost kind of leading up to that point, you know, where he finds Alexander's tomb, right? And then he just like he pushes his tomb open by himself. Like there, there's just like the, the whole, <laughs> the whole uh, archaeological this um this whole Tomb Raider Indiana Jones thing, right? It just feels like. Waste of potential. I I agree. I agree. It doesn't. It's so weird because like it seems it here. I don't want to say this about Marvel, but it seems like the set pieces seem too cheesy, and they make it almost non-realistic. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's like did you spend the whole budget on 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 Loki and Wandavision and Breaking Bad? <laughs> well, Wandavision. I mean, listen, Wandavision had one of the greatest fight scenes i think i've ever seen to be perfectly honest that vision on vision versus white vision fight scene was super dope i mean that was that i've i could only imagine that episode probably cost like 10 million bucks every <laughs> show has been a little bit less than the one that came before it no the first three were still the, the best and all different in their own right i disagree with you because i think loki is better than wandavision Loki, okay, I'll take that back. After Falcon and Winter Soldier, everything's been trickling downhill. I would say after What If, everything's been trickling downhill. Oh, yeah, I forgot about What If. Because What, what If what, was cool. What I, what I liked about What If was that at first, I liked the first couple of episodes, and I was like, man, this kind of sucks. They were watching these stories. They don't have any. They're Marvel's telling us, look, this doesn't. This th- these are not canon. This is in actually any way. fucking wild. That is gonna fucking tie into right. a feature film. But it, but it's it's clearly leading up to tie into a feature film. Like they've already, we already see Doctor Strange with uh with the zombie universe and Defender Strange and the Doctor Strange that he creates in in the What If, right? So it's it, like looking back at it. I think what if was better than what we thought it was because the way that Marvel kind of pitched it to us to confuse us, right? Like to kind of throw you off the scent of what Dr. Strange was going to be about. But now that we kind of know what Dr. Strange is, it obviously ties in. Because like, you know, historically, like what if is just like one-off comic series that is what if. Right. But to bring that back into the multiverse idea is pretty fucking cool speaking of bringing it back oh we gotta talk about sandbar one more time oh uh true that this episode is brought to you by sandbar coconut grove home of the motherfucking fish taco 3064 grand avenue miami florida 33133 taco tuesday whiskey Whiskey wednesdays Wednesdays, ladies Ladies night Night thursdays Thursdays. 35 different beers on tap 22 different big screens 
Come on in. Watch the playoffs. Watch baseball. Watch F1. Watch X Games in Japan right now. Whatever you want. Yo, so I'm at Walgreens the other night, right? Uh-oh. At like 1.43 in the morning. What are you doing at Walgreens I I, at 1.43 in the fucking morning, dude? I, I don't fucking remember, but I always... <laughs> and this is the same Walgreens that... Do they know you by now? Do like are, like are they you, recognize are, are me? They're regular? like, "There's that fucking freakazoid drug addict that only comes out at night." Because and, freak- and buys and buys the weird and also too, I'm like this fucking like, uh, like hooded behemoth in the middle of the night, and like, I first thing I do is I go look at the fucking toy aisle, right, and I gotta play it off like, "Oh, let me go get some like." You know, laundry detergent. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I need toothpaste. I'm like, I'm hoping, you know, uh, like at, at least on the night shift, no one there speaks English, only Spanish. So, like, I wish I could tell them, like, you know, like make up a lie, like, oh, like, I have a lot of nephews that have a lot of birthdays. Like, yeah, oh, no, it's for me, <laughs> it's all for me. So, you're there at 1 30 in the morning. So, I saw this. What is it? Doctor Strange astral form, Ooh. which I was like, so I seen it, and I'm like, oh wow, like they made a fucking clear plastic. I'm like, wow, they really made it action figure for his uh, astral form and make an action figure for anything these days. And you know, I'm looking, and I just happen to look at the back of this, right? Mm-hmm. And it's part of a set, you know, the Marvel Legends series. I think all like all the toys are Marvel Legends. Okay. So I look at the set, right, and I realize this is for the upcoming movie uh-huh. because this is the set. Doctor Strange, uh-huh. Marvel's Wong, uh-huh. America Chavez, uh-huh. Master Mordo, okay. Doctor Strange, the Astro One, then Despair, and Marvel Sleepwalker. Okay. So this is when I started to Twin. get. <laughs> this is when? It's, you got excited there. Yeah. Twin, <laughs> yes. So the the giveaway is the Master Wong garb uh-huh. is same as what he's wearing in some of the scenes in the trailer. Mm-hmm. America Chavez. Uh-huh. It's. Uh, America you know, Chavez. She's, she's in. in, the, she's in, she's in she's yeah. Right. And Master Mordo, right? As it's already been uh, speculated that the Baron Mordo we're seeing in the trailers is from another multiverse where he's the that Earth Sorcerer Supreme. Supreme. And then, so it's one of those things where, um, there's one, two, there's six. Each figure has one piece, and then you can build a seventh figure if you collect the whole set. Uh-huh. And that figure is Rentra, who's the green Minotaur, who's also in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. He is? Yeah. I didn't. I don't it, remember seeing uh, him today. It's, it's one of those things you got, it's like blinking, you miss it. Like he, okay. was in, he was in the original trailer. Okay. So, with this... Talk, talk to me, because I know you went down a rabbit hole with this. I could infer that these last two characters uh-huh. are also in the movie. Correct. But here's why this was interesting to me. Because they haven't been mentioned? As soon as I saw Despair, I remembered 
when I was down several rabbit holes about WandaVision, mm-hmm. you remember about the big Mephisto craze? Right. I remember. I had going. gone in another direction. <laughs> and this was part of the reason we started the podcast. <laughs> this was. Because I was so inspired. We were having like, or not we, I was calling you <laughs> and talking for like two hours. I would leave you like, I would send you like 50 <laughs> messages a night, like screenshots. Like I was doing real authentic detective work. All for nothing, by the way. You were right on about 1%. I mean, it's not your fault, but like, I mean. No, it's like they like- was, because there was references in WandaVision, like where they have like certain things were numbered. And then I went and uh, bought that corresponding comic issue. Right. And read it. And it was like, yeah, like. Uh, have you done that with uh, Moon Knight? You know you could do that with Moon Knight, right? No, I'm, I'm kind of. There's kinda, QR codes. Oh, yeah, yeah, the QR code. But yeah, it gives you the you free know, I, comic I, book. I, I can just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, like, it hasn't, it hasn't touched me there to right. make me want to do that. Right, 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 right. I got you. But when I saw this, it kind of touched me there. Oh, it touched you? It, it touched it, you in that it, cause special it, place? Because it, 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 it brought back my, my those special feelings. Okay, so what is this dude's okay, tie-in okay. to Wanda? Okay, despair. Okay. There was something, there was some reference. I think it was in, you remember how there were a lot of obscure Easter eggs in the WandaVision intros? There was some obscure reference to the original Vision. Okay. Who has has nothing to do with Vision. Like he's a completely different character predating him. And that character was somehow connected to this, connected to that, and six degrees of separation essentially. Right? This and thing then, connected to this thing that's connected to this thing. And then like all these all the you know, back to WandaVision, there have been subtle and it's getting less subtle nightmare references. Cause nightmare's been a speculated uh, is it is as like the overarching main villain? Villain, villain for a while, yeah. So I had come across this guy Despair back then, because and it's spelled you know when they take a word and I they spell that. it differently to that. make it exotic. I hate that. I don't mind it unless it's one like I was watching a uh, Young Justice. Oh God! And um, Mahagan and King Shark. Oh, yeah, that's a bad one. But his was worse. <coughs> Where they were like, Sha'ark. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Sha'ark. <laughs> this is your unique Atlantean language? You put a fucking apostrophe in the middle of the word shark? <laughs> Way to go, guys. Way to go. So it's spelled like D, it's nuts, <laughs> uh, apostrophe, S-P-A-Y-R-E. Who's, who's Marvel? Do you know anything about that Marvel sleepwalker? Okay, okay, one thing at a time. I'm not even fucking finished. What do you mean you're not finished? I thought you were finished. You started talking when I was still spelling finished? his name. I wasn't even finished speaking. You're not finished? I hate it when you don't finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Right, so here's the thing. Talk, tell me what the thing is. Despair. And so first of all, there's something else. Okay. That I didn't realize because mm. I absolutely could not watch, finish watching the fucking Hulu Marvel shows, except for MODOK, which is wonderfully irreverent. Uh, Marvel Runaways on Hulu. Oh, yeah. No, I couldn't watch that. And Cloak and Dagger. Cloak, Cloak and Dagger. Dagger. Have you seen Hitmonkey? I heard Hitmonkey was Ooh. funny. Oh, yeah. I do got to watch Because it's Jason Monkey. Sudeikis. Okay. It's probably funny. It's and it's probably, R-rated. Yeah. I feel like I saw the trailer. I get more of like a Modoc vibe, vibe off that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marvel Runaways, Marvel Cloak and Dagger are fucking hot garbage. And you know what? Everyone talks shit about Marvel. And they don't even take advantage of this ammunition right in front of them. Because those shows are fucking pieces of fucking shit. <laughs> Okay, everyone's like, oh, Netflix Defenders, Netflix Marvel shows. No one talks about the fucking Hulu shows because no one gives a fucking shit because they fucking suck. They shouldn't be going to Disney Plus. They should fucking go. Are they on Disney Plus? I don't think those shows are in Disney Plus. No, Disney's like, Disney's like, yo, Disney don't fucking want that shit. Uh, They should be fucking taken off the air. And they should be fucking uh, banned, like how they fucking like they should take all like the copies humans. of that <laughs> like and <laughs> put it in a fucking like pile and just burn that fucking pile and have a big bonfire. Those shows fucking suck. <laughs> I and I really tried to watch them. Um. So when I looked up when I was uh, looking up Despair earlier, mm-hmm. yes, talk to me. And then one of the are those shows canon? God, I hope not. But here's the here's the problem. They could be. Because it came up one of the you know how you get the suggested search results? Yeah. And it's like the spare MCU. So I clicked on there. I'm like, hmm? And apparently uh despair was portrayed in Cloak and Dagger. Mm. So apparently there's a thread there. I hope they make no reference to Cloak and Dagger and to the Hulu shows ever. So I never have to think about them again. Here's the thing. Despair is a fear lord. Mm. Okay. You can see that. And has strong ties to uh, Kathan. Who's that? Now, Kathan is the motherfucking... uh, I want to... He's the god of uh, chaos. This movie is not going to be like aired in China. I have a feeling the Chinese government is not going to allow this movie to air there. Here's the thing. There's a whole there's a whole lot of overlapping shit with Kathan and Nightmare and fucking, you know, he's got. He's got a big thing. Now, does this movie in any way tie into Thor? No, right? Uh, I have no idea. I think Thor is more of a setup for um, Guardians. So, through one way or another, so they're more or less related. Like, Nightmare and Kathan are like cousins. Okay. And Despair... And 
spite or like his creations, the fear lords, the Kathan, he you know, he who dwells in darkness. So how does all this play in to what do you see I, happening? I, I have once again I have a lot of dots, but I don't have all the connections between the dots. Mm. But I just thought that it just really struck a chord with me. Um, oh, this is why I, he was stuck in my head with WandaVision before the boner joke is because the way, and I didn't, I didn't really fucking, um, it was something about like the way he appears in front of people initially is as someone you trust. Okay. But she kind of trusted him. I, I I mean, I guess I, I see where you're going with that. So like at the time that I, I was like making that connection mm-hmm. was when the Fox X-Men Quicksilver actor have like first made his appearance. And that was seeming like a likely candidate at the time. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because for a while there, you also thought it might have been Nightmare. Ten days. It comes out in ten days. And then, so then this guy, uh, Sleepwalker. Uh Uh-huh. I fucking, he is a good guy. What? It does not look like a good guy. Yeah, the sleepwalkers uh, were dream police. Dream police. This movie's going to be fucking nuts, man. This movie is going to be, I mean, I don't think this is going to be one of those movies where you don't need to take acid to feel like you're on acid you know what i'm saying visually it just looks so grand and i'm so excited about having sam remy as, as but a director for me of the film. this is like i feel like it was pretty much unless it's a big misdirect but a lot of the times toys inadvertently have clues in them yes and this, this for me is like a confirmation that like it's gonna be nightmare okay and it's just interesting seeing uh, Despair on the back. Plus, his design looks fucking sick. And seeing the Sleepwalker cat. So, is do you think Strange is gonna is is now the official leader of the Avengers? Is he like? Does he replace Iron Man? As far as, maybe not even the leader of the Avengers so much to say, but the head of the MCU right now? I mean, seniority-wise, it's kind of, who's that? It's Thor. 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 It would be Thor. But his story clearly is going to be something completely different. I mean, they're taking him back to outer space. As it, it is like. right now, everybody is spread far and wide. Yeah. So, you, I can't, it's too soon to tell and so... They start to come together a little bit more. Come together right yeah. now, uh, and and then it's still they're still making the Captain of Captain America movie. 
you know. So we'll see how that plays out as well. What do you got there? Who's that? I also picked up, this is from the Spider-Man Marvel Legends series, the J. Jonah Jameson action figure, even though he was a fucking uh, cunt in that movie. What's the actor's name? J.K. Simmons. He's J.K. So Simmons. J.K. Simmons still the fucking goat. He's so And great. I was like, you know what? I need a bald action figure. I need some bald representation. So. There you go. There damn you go. straight. Got to represent for the bald coalition. Dude. Did you hear what happened with fucking Ezra Miller again? That guy's a menace. Dude, another fucking fight. That movie's never going to be released. Marvel, I mean, uh, DC just, Warner Brothers paid so much money to shelve this movie. I mean, he's definitely out as the Flash. There's no doubt about it now. Yo, how's how how is he still on the island of Hawaii? Right? How has he not been kicked out of the great state of Hawaii? Like, he is, like, public enemy number one He might one not be able there. to leave. He got in trouble. He might have to stay till. You know. Yo, I saw a statistic. It's like in Hawaii, like you're more likely to be attacked by Ezra Miller than win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> and shit like that. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, but I heard that the, the, the Flash movie, however they cut it, because they're going to have to replace them. Just, uh, just fucking... Um, uh, do a fucking deep fake on all the scenes and use Grant Gustin. Uh, well, that's a discussion that they've had. Or oh, I think that they're having. We got to run know. through this uh, ASAP. What? I want to fucking wrap up. What? And uh, you heard the news? No, what news? Your boy. What boy? Uh, his offer. Uh, it's not the San Antonio, but apparently his offer was accepted to buy Twitter. Oh, Elon? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. $54 billion, I believe is what it was, or something 44. like that. $44 billion. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, people are freaking out, dude, on both people sides. People are freaking out. On both sides. It's I'm not, I'm <laughs> not freaking out, but people Whatever. have different. Who, I mean. Like, the main, the main thing against him is, like, that I've seen in people against him, like Sean King, is that uh, he's, like, a South African guy who grew up with apartheid and you're correct and they're correct on all of that and at the end of the day it's a publicly traded company and the man bought the company you know jeff bezos bought the washington or the la times yo it was kind of like overnight do you remember when there was a time when elon musk was like universally beloved when he was smoking joints on Joe Rogan yeah uh, that he wasn't using he's never really been universally no beloved. one was against him at that uh, point. Listen, you... And then slowly it transitions and he's become a very polarizing character. Well, I mean, listen, dude. He's a billionaire trying to put people on, on you know... You, people could say whatever they want about Elon Musk. And if he stopped right now, if he stopped right now, the contribution that he's given to humanity in just SpaceX alone and the fact that we have reusable rockets, a technology... That literally, when he started creating it, people were laughing at him. People were saying, that can never be done. That's impossible. You can never reuse a rocket, right? That was the And then, you know, he's made space exploration exponentially cheaper for all of us, like for humanity. Like, people can say whatever they want and say, oh, well, he's using his money. Look, he's not Dolly Parton. 
He's not buying books for millions of people. He doesn't do that, but he is pushing, he is helping to hum, save humanity, in my opinion. The my you know I I, I don't I don't understand where the hate. I mean I get I get it if you're that rich and you're that powerful, people are gonna hate you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like be, more money, more problems. Cause like someone like me, like I bring home six figures a month. Action figures. Six figures a month. <laughs> <laughs> Action figures. Um, uh, but I, I just want to gloss over the deets real quick. Uh huh. So, um, bu- 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 so the deal's worth $44 billion. Uh huh. And they put some sort of lock on the website so that employees couldn't sabotage the Twitter because apparently, like, they were concerned that that might happen because employees of the company don't didn't don't want him to buy it. Essentially, although Jack Dorsey said it's a good thing. So the show was trading much lower, and his buyout offer is above what the shares are worth at mm-hmm. $54.20 per share. Yeah. I can't forget. I should probably highlight stuff before when I'm... Anyways. Do you know that he fucking around just started The Boring Company, and now The Boring Company is worth like $5.6 billion? Yeah, it was doing like <laughs> flamethrowers and shit. I like they called the boring company. It's like a no. It's a boring, I know it's a double entendre. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, so I, I saw this like for just random critique, which was interesting. Uh, Josh Brown, CEO of Ritholtz, Ritholtz Z Wealth Management, said Twitter does three point five billion a year in revenue. A business roughly the size of the Olive Garden. You know, I like kind of criticizing. And I mean, I you know like what? The, I hate the criticism the people criticizing Olive Garden because Olive Garden's actually fucking good. But like, here's the thing: so Elon Musk is uh, his fortune mm-hmm. is around two hundred billion, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, back so back in two thousand two, he got a hundred and seventy six million when PayPal sold to eBay, uh-huh. and he reinvested much of that uh, into Tesla, SpaceX, and a bunch of other shit to get to this point. Where actually, I think well, he was over two hundred billion, but you know, big numbers up and down. So, how does he rank up next to? The richest people of all time, more or less adjusted for inflation. I would say. Well, let's start with number one on the list. Genghis Khan. Yeah, Genghis Khan. I knew it. I knew it. Who, by like, you know, going by today's shit is. Ruled from China, right? From one side of China all the way to where? Dude, he had like Syria, Russia, China. The oh, whole, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. roughly a hundred and twenty trillion dollars <laughs> by today's standards. No, nice. hundred and twenty <laughs> trillion. And right now, Elon Musk is the wealthiest person in the world. Well, on paper, because like Putin or like the the prince of Saudi Arabia 
are probably worth more. That's inc- you know they don't have to like they don't have to tell you their real oh, okay, income. Okay, fair, fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially since probably is mostly fucking shady. Who's the second number? Who's number two on the list? Number two is Emperor Shenzong of Song. Uh huh. Whose uh, net worth peaked at thirty trillion. Nice. Uh, he ruled. So okay, so Genghis Khan uh was conquering all that shit between like the years twelve hundred six till he died in twelve twenty seven. Okay, so almost thousand years ago. What do you mean a thousand years ago? Oh yeah, I guess yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yo, whenever you, whenever you're gonna question me, just stop. No, it's not. It's like eight hundred years ago. No, it's less than that. You know what, viewer, you decide. (laughs) (laughs) You do the math. (laughs) We clearly suck at it. Eight hundred years ago, I think is what it is. Um, so Shenzong ruled Uh China from 1067 to 1085 during the peaceful prosperity and primary abundance eras of China. Yeah. When he controlled around 30% of global gross domestic product. Nice. Nice. And. While adept at collecting taxes, the emperor's administration wasn't all tick, 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 tick. Its famous new policies, which helped improve the lives of the poor, are seen as a forerunner of the modern welfare state. Well, that's who Republicans can complain about. So you see what the number one is from around $120 trillion to $30 trillion. Yeah, and Elon is at what? $200 billion? $200 billion. Yeah, he's not even... Number three. He's not even in the top ten. Akbar the first. Oh, at twenty one trillion. Nice. He was the emperor of Is he Persia? The Mukal Empire. Oh. Wonder where that is. Uh it was. It's probably not a place yeah, anymore. Yeah, what yeah. You know what I mean. It is uh, early modern Islamic empire in South Asia. Oh. So, like Burma. I can't. Okay. Yeah, this is in India. Yeah, okay. So, moving on to number four. Yes. Augustus Caesar. Oh, yeah. Oh, so uh, Akbar the first, yeah, twenty one trillion. I said that. Yeah, number four, Augustus Caesar, Julius Caesar's heir. Peak net worth four point six three trillion. Four point six three trillion dollars. Apparently, at one point, he even owned Egypt. Yeah. Five, King Solomon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now, according to the Bible, he ruled from. Uh, he ruled a 970 long time. 970 B.C. to 931 B.C. Oh, no, that was not a long rule. 
No, this is BC. Right. So it's like go all the way down to zero. Right. And yeah, then go. Yeah, yeah. I know how so it was. So it's like 3,000 years ago? Yeah. And what was his net worth? Two trillion. Two trillion? Yeah. Do you know that he had a ring that could com- con- con- uh, like command Control demons? weather? No, oh, well, demons? control demons. Oh, that, okay, that's cooler. Uh, number six, Mansa Musa the first of Mali. Oh. $415 billion. Is he still around? No, this was 1312 to 1327. Oh, okay. okay. The king of Timbuktu. The king of Timbuktu? What has he got? $415 billion. $415 billion. We're out of the trillions. Number seven. Okay. You have any guess as the number seven. There's only three spots left on the list. And number seven, I guess. John D. Rockefeller? Holy fucking shit. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's what I'm talking about. I know my history. <laughs> John D. Rockefeller. Color me impressed. John D. Rockefeller was worth a lot of fucking money. He, he, I mean, his oil companies are still around today. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, he's one of the reasons why companies had to break up. Like his oil company, Standard Oil, yeah, had to uh, essentially became a monopoly and it had to break up. And I think that's how you get like Exxon and you get Mobile and and all those other companies. All right. So then number eight. Andrew Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie, would, the trains would have been right behind him. $337 billion. Okay. So about $30 billion down from Rockefeller. Number nine? Tsar Nicholas II. Oh. $300 billion. Okay. Is he the one that was the last, the, the last dynasty? In, in yeah. Yeah. I was actually reading a book about him a few months ago, but I didn't finish it. Which brings us to number 10. Well, I guess that would be Jeff or uh, Osman uh, Ali Khan. Oh, no. Asaf Ja, the seventh. I always forget how Roman numerals work. I'm pretty Four sure that's and seven. then two I's is uh, a V and then two I's is seven. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the seventh at 230 billion. He was the last ruler of Hyderabad in India. Okay. From 1911 to 1948. A good part of the 20th century, he was known as the richest man in the world. Uh, nice. So, at $230 billion, He doesn't even crack the top 10. No, that is the top. That is 10. Oh, I'm talking about Elon at two hundred at two hundred billion. No, even no. So, I, but I'm yeah, saying, yeah. I'm saying like him and I think Bezos would have already been there before his fortune split up. Uh, yeah, he split it up with his wife. Uh, I but, mean, she got like she got a lot of money, right? Well, she like got, either way, like right now, like Elon is pretty much sitting at eleven, like of all time, right. You know, richest today and like eleven, more or less all time. So I don't know. It's I fun mean, facts. Uh, his money could go away you know, tomorrow, though. The more you know, yeah. If Tesla's 
<laughs> the way gas prices is going, like Tesla stock not gonna <laughs> go anywhere. Unless I don't know. You see us in the news about all these fucking random planes flying into like cereal manufacturing companies. What? Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. What uh, the fuck? Anything could happen, man. The no, more man, the we more can't end the show on that crazy conspiracy. <laughs> you Yo, can't they, just give they, me airplanes falling on cereal companies <laughs> with Elon Musk somehow thrown in there and Tesla. You got to tell me what that's all about. Um, you can tell me on the next episode. Yo, so apparently, <laughs> and this is like happening a week ago. Uh huh. There, um, I saw someone like make a reference to it, make a reference to it, and then someone shared like a clip. They were talking about it like on Fox News. There's like, uh, like here's one. Um, <sighs> it's always a problem. No survivors <laughs> after small plane crashes at Covington's General Mills. Okay. A factory. But apparently, like, there's been several planes crashing into several. Serial factories? Yeah. Well, we got to look into this. Ladies and gentlemen, on next week's From Shrooms to Skyrim, we will have done some uh, investigative reporting. Oh. That's right. Matt, hit him with it. Now. No. Sure we're going to get sued by Vince Gillian? (laughs) I'm not stopping until we get sued by everybody. Everyone? Dude, this is fucking crazy. Two episodes with no dick jokes and no fart jokes. I just want you to know that I've literally been sitting on the couch here and just ripping ass the whole time. When I get up from this couch, this room is going to smell. Oh, shit. Here we go again. All right. I think that's the show for tonight, Matthew. Dude, I am going to go to sleep after this. Okay. Um... I am going to go home and watch movies because all alone right now. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself anymore. Shows, 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 shows,